it's Thursday again. Um, at the end of last week, so I would have told you I was uh, I'd been up early and did a fair amount of weeding and cut back, cutting back on my two beds. I think at that point I'd got the two beds done. Well, I've just um, I've also uh, finished the third uh, bed. Well, as much as I'm going to do at the minute, I'm stood. I'm looking at the drive, thinking, oh. The, the, the drive needs weeding because it take, it detracts, I think, away from the beds. I think that's the the thing. But, um, yeah, that's a big job in itself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's still good cloud cover, so I was able to, um, you know, get some good stuff done. But I'm uh, all the time thinking, oh, gosh, I went into... Uh, hang up some dried flowers there's some stuff I dried the, one, the stuff I was hanging under the oak tree because I thought if it rains today that's not going to be good for those so I need to hang them up went in and passed the eggs thought oh my gosh I haven't even done the eggs this morning so um they needed doing uh which is uh, like um I suppose I'm like a kid really I don't like to be distracted from what I really want to do by the things I've got to do but I do have to obviously so um, uh, I think we're supposed to have heavy bursts of heavy rain today, shower, some localised flooding. Um, I hope we get some rain. I don't really want flooding, but I do hope we get some rain because it's... Um, we had the rain on Saturday and it was a steady rain all day. But it's, with the temperatures we're getting, it's surprising how quickly everything dries out. I mean, so quickly. It's unbelievable, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, get, got the eggs done, and then I want to get on and um, plant. Oh, hello, geese! I can see the geese. Um, plant some of the plants that came while I was away that Shelley potted up. Uh, they, these are all um, mostly chrysanthemums. I'm not quite sure what to do because I want to make sure the season extends through into Christmas time. Because you can with some of the chrysanthemums I've got, they are specifically for sort of like November, December, but. Um, I'm wondering if I should grow them under cover or indeed uh, plant them outside and make some kind of cover to go over them. Um, yeah, I'll muse over that one and uh, get back to you. It's half past 11 and I'm pretty pooped. So I thought I'll force myself to sit down and uh, talk to you <laughs> because that will make me sit and think. Um, so I've been busy clearing the beds, well, one of the beds that I wanted to clear. This is just a small one out the back um, that I had the tulips in. So I've cleared all that and I've taken up all the tulip bulbs and I've um, put them in a sort of a mesh tray and they will dry off in the greenhouse. And I did, I think I probably said at one time, I couldn't understand why the industry pulls up the whole tulip and discards a bulb. Well, I kind of can now, now that I'm doing it because you need to be able to see what sort of condition your bulbs are in i can understand why they just pull them up and replace them because uh, but i've taken all mine up um to see sort of what condition they're in and um what i'll probably do is use those in the front garden in the in the sort of um in the beds in the front and then replace them with um, colours that I want to be growing for flower arranging. Not too many, uh, not 400, 500 like I did last year. Um, but um, that's what I'll probably do, so I can I sort of get why they do it now, really. 
because you don't know you couldn't you couldn't just leave them in the ground and trust that they're gonna produce you another a nice tulip the following year i guess is the is the answer um yeah so i cleared that the other bed that i was full of weeds and i thought i'll clear that one actually has onions there's nice big onions in there whoever says weeds don't like onions no but these are fine they they're in there with weeds and they're quite big so i pulled up all the weeds and uh, let the onions will um keep going for a while i've got another lot of onions that are not quite ready to die off and bend over yet so i'll leave them um probably another few weeks um, yeah, and then on to just basically moving from bed to bed, even, you know, beds that are planted up, weeding, cutting back the broad beans that have gone over, and I'll just cut them back to stumps, and I'll see if they, you know, if they happen to flush another load of beans, they might do, they might not, depends on the weather. Um, and then, oh yeah, I moved on to my potatoes, I've harvested a bowl full of new potatoes for dinner, so that would be lovely, and then I thought I'd better get some peas, and then... And I thought, well, I better pick the strawberries and the raspberries and the red currants. <laughs> and so it goes on and on, just move from one job to the next job. Um, which is why I thought I'd better uh, take a break because I'm feeling tired now. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a decent stint I've done today already. Um, but it's overcast still and I, you know, every now and again, shh, every now and again I feel spots of rain. And uh, it sort of gets humid and then you get spots of rain and so... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a decent day for me, to be fair, to be able to get out. But um, as ever, I'm trying to cram days and days of work into one day. Um, <laughs> and then I would just exhaust myself and not be able to move later, which is what will happen. One thing I was um, thinking while I was... Uh, I did make a cup of coffee in amongst that. I thought, I thought I'd better go in and make a cup of coffee or something as I keel over oh i made some toast as well that's why i went in i thought that's why i went in to make coffee and thinking i was going to keel over so i thought i made a bit of a slice of toast um, which i don't eat very often but it's quick and easy um and then i sat on my lovely root bench here and i thought i don't know the garden is all of a sudden this year looking like a forest garden like it's supposed to look you know that's what i was kind of working towards um for a few years now and um, it's looking like a forest garden. So I'm, it just suddenly dawned on me that that's what I now have, which is great. So the trees, the fruit trees that are in amongst everything have got bigger. Um, the, there's fruit bushes, they've got bigger. I've got flowers in amongst it all, you know, as well as the veg and, uh, and the fruit and stuff. So it's, yeah, I'd say it's looking, it no longer looks like your conventional uh, vegetable rows. It's looking like a, you know, a half-fledged um, forest garden. I mean, the trees aren't massive, but that's fine. It's um, it's looking good, and I'm really quite pleased that it just suddenly dawned on me that I've probably reached a point where I can actually say this is a forest food garden because that's what it's looking like. So, yeah, and uh, thanks for listening to me while I take a break. Morning. It's um, half past nine on Friday morning. I had to stop. I have to 
to stop and think. Friday morning. Uh, I've already been up this morning. Um, the flower orders are coming in thick and fast, which is a little bit scary, to be fair. It's a little bit terrifying. Uh, but good news, after um, yesterday, we uh, John phoned the supplier to see if he could get chickens. No, can't get any till October. They were supposed to be coming in in June. Can't get any. Um, and worse than that, the feed is going up another 90 pence a bag. Uh, so we did the maths and um, we're barely breaking even on the eggs. So, I mean, that, so that's great that the flowers are taking off because, uh, you know, that the eggs are becoming it's becoming unsustainable we're just um you know it's just ridiculous to be fair uh so and you know the fox is chomping on a few of them every every day so probably what we're gonna do is wind down the egg side of it and um just keep chicken enough chickens really to keep ticking over for us for family um and for the few the customers a few customers that we have um at the minute so we just we have got eggs piling up so we actually don't need that many chickens yeah so uh, the flower thing is uh taking off um massively <laughs> uh it was just a little bit scary to be fair because i'm thinking oh my dear i need some more flowers then because um i just had some an order come in for some um DIY flowers for the end of pews at a wedding, um, three big bouquets for somebody's Thanksgiving um, party. <laughs> I've got three bouquets to do today. Um, yeah, it uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but it's quite a lot. I, I'm thinking, you know, people are like, oh, I'll give you a hand. Well, no, well, actually, oh, I needed someone to clean my house because I cannot get in here to do it. And also, I'm obviously picking veg and stuff at the minute as well. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to have some, um, thought going forward, I think, um, seriously, if I decide to do this on a, on a bigger scale, um, I mean, at the minute it's, ha it's doable. Um, if the orders came in, uh, constantly, I need a bigger area to grow flowers because, uh, I've not got enough area for that many flowers. So yeah, uh, I did, I had a sleep Actually, yes. After I spoke to you, I thought I still can't get up and function. I just can't. So I came indoors and I actually had a sleep for um, an hour, which was obviously needed. Um, and then it was still overcast. We're waiting for the rain. So I went out and I watered the polytunnels and the... Um, the seeds, the well, the seeds that I sowed, the annual seeds, are now plants. But I thought I'd give them a water because they're, you know, they're going to struggle because they'll just have smaller roots and they're not getting, they're not tapping down, um, because they're in beds. And so the things in the beds, not too bad. But um, yeah, we had a massive area warning for heavy downpours yesterday, and we didn't have a single. Well, we had like a. Uh, you know, like somebody spat at you, that's about it. It really, um, nothing. So I'm kind of hoping we get we get a bit today because um, I have to start watering things just to keep the flowers coming at this rate. So yeah, it again, it, it's, a, it's a thing. I just had, you know, I had a phone call from a customer just now 
and uh, we're talking about how everything just wants to eat your flowers. <laughs> it's insane. Um, I tried, uh, so I've got black fly on some of my stuff, which I, I tried, I, I saw somebody said that cornflower works. So I tried that and I've been out there this morning. No, no, they're still there. So I'm going to have to try something different. Um, but uh, I need to get the black fly off because I want to start harvesting those flowers once they come out and they're not going to be a lot good with the black fly all over them. So yeah, I need to do that. I need to clean my house today. I've got grandchildren this afternoon um, for a couple of hours. Uh, well, Samantha goes to look for a wedding dress. And then I have got um, Josh, Florence and Mia from tomorrow lunchtime through to Sunday lunchtime. So um, yeah, I've got a busy weekend ahead of me, a bit full on. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing sat talking into this. I need to crack on. I've got delivery beeping at me at the gate. So catch you later. Hello. It's Monday morning. Um, I thought I'd put that in there. Uh, because I've just um, been outside in the rain cutting flowers. And I'm soaked. <laughs> so I thought I'd earned a cup of coffee. I'll make a cup of coffee before um, chatting on here. And then once I've finished, it'll be ready for me to drink. So we had a great weekend with the kids, to be fair. They were brilliant. They were really well behaved. Um, just they, we had fish and chips Saturday night. Pop, well, we had popcorn and movies in the afternoon. Fish and chips Saturday night. Um, they went to sleep about 10 o'clock, which I didn't think was too bad. They were up again at 6, which also wasn't too bad, really. Um pancakes for breakfast played out in the paddocks uh, fed the chickens with grampy yeah they've had a great time they did have a great time i think and they were really good and they finally went home um sort of just after lunch yesterday uh so consequently i didn't really do anything other than supervise the grandchildren obviously so i didn't get any, didn't do anything else john was um, busy cutting the paddock with the hand push petrol mower um because um i still i've heard that we need a new belt a couple of new belts and a blade but i haven't heard anything about when it's going to be fixed yet so we're still having to do that um yeah and he also went out and dug up a few docks out of the paddock as well um try and do that every year so that it doesn't just end up as a massive dock field because it will um and yeah, they went home and I said, John, I need to pop to P&Q and get just a couple of bits. And so we went off and did that, popped to the garden centre as well. And when we came back, we literally turned in the drive and a fox was walking across the driveway. This is about half past three in the afternoon towards our front hens. Um, so luckily, John has now managed to train the chickens to go inside when he takes corn run in the afternoon so he shot off the back and he got his buckets of corn and uh he got the chickens inside into into safety because we were going out again at five o'clock to have roast dinner with shelly so we wanted to get them in so that they were safe so we luckily we've managed to be able to train them to do that so that's since we've come back on holiday so that's great well the front ones have always done that so it's a, it's an ideal thing. So if you get ever get chickens, you know, train them. I mean, I've seen um, videos online where people train with a bell and they all come running in. You know, you can train them. 
<laughs> they will train, um, albeit a little bit, but uh, it's useful. It's very useful to be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, we got all of ours in safely and uh, we went off and had a delicious roast dinner. It was really much appreciated with uh, Shelley and Martin and the kids. Um, came back and uh, I did some watering. Um, John fed the Oh, I don't know if he fed, yeah, he must have, no, he must have done the eggs before we went. But, um, so yeah, it was sort of a bit more relaxed evening. Um, and then I, we sort of sat down and watched a couple of hours, well, hour or so of TV and the news and all that malarkey. Uh, on to this morning when I got up, I thought I, when I woke up, it was, um, sort of probably about half past five and it was bright sunshine blue sky lovely and I should have got up then but I didn't <laughs> I fell back to sleep and I did when I got up again when I woke up again it was raining and so I've now spent an hour and a half in the rain picking cutting flowers so I'm a bit wet um because I have got quite a few flowers I've got flowers every day this week uh, apart from Friday at the minute so I've got lots of flowers to cut um and uh, I keep going around thinking, I haven't got a lot. There's a lot coming on. There's an awful lot coming on. Tight, you know, they've got the flower buds there. They're just not bursting into, into action yet. But um, actually, I can gather quite a lot. Uh, they're just not any wow blooms at the minute. But, um, yeah, it's not bad. It's, there's a lot of there's some nice stuff out there. And it's very, um, I suppose, very... Uh, I don't even know what the word is. Very wispy and romantic, really, rather than uh, structured. But um, I quite like that. That's that's fine. Yeah. So um, and then I looked. I just popped, came in, obviously, and made me cough. I looked, did a quick look on uh, social media, and my neighbour has lost all her hens to the fox, the whole lot. So, but it, I mean, it's just been relentless, really, seriously relentless for us. Um, always having to be on your guard, always having to up your game here and there. Um, and I don't really know, you know, going forward what we'll do. Uh, i probably mention that the feed has gone up. Again, the corn feed, which obviously we need because that's what we um, use to get them in, has gone up ridiculously. Uh, unbelievably, I think something like £2.50 a bag, it's gone up. Um, so, it's, you know, you can see it's... Uh, I mean, they don't have a lot of that, but we do use it. Um, so you can see that it's uh, it's not easy. We also um, struggling to get hold of chickens because uh, obviously during the lockdown, when nobody wanted chickens, nobody was buying chickens. We were or we were buying lots of chickens to sell on. People were buying you know many more chickens than they would the chain kind of broke in one way or another so either because then it's kind of I think what happened is because we were selling a lot of chickens to people to have their own eggs so they got a supply of eggs um and there was a, a flurry and you couldn't you know these chickens were selling as fast as you could get them and then the following year because everybody had got chickens nobody wanted them so they stopped um hatching and so there's been a break in the chain. Uh, and with anything, with uh, I mean, you're seeing the same with everything, with supplies all around the world. 
of wood and building materials and things there's a break in the chain and that takes a long time to get going you wouldn't think it does but it does so consequently we can't get hold of he can't get hold of any chickens now until october whereas normally he's turning over about three thousand chickens every six weeks so that will give you some idea uh, you know and we're only in june and he can't get any more until october so that will give you some idea of the breakdown um in the chain and the knock-on effect uh, months later. You're looking at months later. So I'm guessing that this is where they're talking about the shortage of chickens uh, to eat and the shortage of eggs because they there was that breakdown in supply, um, which will take a long time to... Uh, probably a year or two to get back up to some speed. Um, crazy as it, as it sounds, but that's that's the way it is. So yeah, so um, I picked all these, I cut, I keep saying pick, but they, I do cut them obviously, cut all these flowers, um, it's raining, I've got a lot of sweet peas to cut, I've got courgettes to pick, um, probably mange too, I've got soft fruit, I want to try and go out there, I should have done that yesterday when it was dry, but I didn't, and now, you know, some of it will be soggy and uh, won't be any good, Um I've still got plants to plant. I did plant up quite a few at the weekend. Uh, on the, I think on the Saturday morning early before the kids came, I planted up a fair few bits, but I've still got more to plant up. And I also want to start propagating um, some things like softwood cuttings and uh, that all that sort of thing at this time of year. And I need, still need to sow biennials. Um, I haven't quite decided whether I'm going to do that yet. I found that things like uh, Wallflower and Sweet Williams, they're not great, I'd, especially the Wallflowers. Um, they're, not, they're not my thing, I don't think. The Sweet Williams are nice if you get a really good head on them, um, but the, uh, and they give a good pop of colour. So I will do some, but I'm not, I'm not going to do rows and rows of them because I just don't think that they're worth worth it having said that they are about the only thing that has got any pops of color at the minute coreopsis got a nice yellow pop um i bought a new rose yesterday because uh um all my roses rose bushes are quite small at the minute and so um i thought well if i can add in you know a few more rose bushes which are quite expensive to buy but i'm gonna try and um propagate from some of those as well so and I also bought two. They were they were on they were half price, so they were a bargain. Um, hydrangeas because I want to dry quite a few hydrangea heads uh, for Samantha's wedding uh, and anything else. So I bought another couple. I have got one that I bought off a lady. Um, the one that when I went and got some plants, and I had one that I bought last year, which was beautiful last year, but it's not doing very well where it is. So I'm going to have to, literally, it's hardly got any leaves on it. So I'm going to have to move that one. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I've been busy, always busy. Um, and uh, I've got lots to do, but I can't really get out there and do that day because it's, um, I mean, you can work in the rain. Uh, when I say it's raining, I can't. You can, but you're going to make more, you're going to do more damage to the soil, make more mess than you would if it's not raining. So um, if it's damp out there and wet, I'll, still, I'll go out later and pick, I'll say pick the fruit and the veg, but I really want it to dry off before I do that. So although I'm loving the rain, 
uh, it also hinders my my day a little bit. So um, I'll find something to do. In the meantime, I'm going to go and drink my coffee and try and dry off and put all these uh, flowers and foliage that I've cut out the back to condition. And then I might do a bit of reading up, actually. I've got a bit of reading up I want to do about various things. So I might sit with my coffee and do that today. Not all day, but some other day. Tuesday morning. And yes, I do have to think about what day it is sometimes. And I did this morning. Is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday? No, it's definitely Tuesday. Um... It's safe to say that the weather is changeable and all over the place. I mean, seriously, um, we get spells of sunshine, we get spells of rain. It's been quite windy and the temperature has noticeably dropped <laughs> from where it was before. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's not easy um, trying to work around that. So it's like the hokey-cokey, in, out, in, out. Um, but I did get some of the things that I wanted to get done yesterday. Woohoo! Which is good. It always makes you feel like you've accomplished something when uh, the jobs in your head are now ticked off. So I did get some cuttings done. Not a lot, but some. I will keep doing them day by day. Um, I did dianthus and some gara and uh, some hydrangea. So... I did get those done. I also got um, some soft fruit picked. In fact, I was out there till 10 o'clock I came in picking soft fruit <laughs> because I didn't want it to go over. I want, you know, there's no point growing it if you're just going to sit and watch it um, go over. So I was out there. Uh, I, I, plant, I was planting up a few things um, and the ground is rock solid, I have to say. I said to John, this is ridiculous. Um, and we'd actually had rain today, but the ground is just rock hard. Um, and some of the things <clears throat> are not doing terribly well, I think, because of the lack of rain and moisture. So I've, I've just um, sort of given them a seaweed feed to see if I can push them along a bit. I'm talking ornamental. I mean, the the, the vegetables and that are doing fine um yeah so I, I was out there that was what I was doing in the evening really um pottering about in the front beds um planting up stuff cutting stuff back again trying to get another flush of things from it I've got a few gaps um so I've got some plants in pots at the minute I've just pot, put them there just to see whether I like them there or not um potting on yeah and I, a couple of the plants that I had planted up and put out for sale I got back in again and I thought well I can use those to fill some of these gaps um and then yeah and then went on to pick uh soft fruit the courgettes I'm looking at I've been sort of picking baby courgettes and selling those but um I think I'll wait now for them to move on to bigger I mean the, the baby courgettes are sort of tender and we had some last night with our uh we had salmon and I did some um new potatoes I'd uh, dug up the other day and sliced those and uh, sliced up the courgettes tossed them with a bit of olive oil and salt and roasted them off they were quite nice um I was gonna say oh potatoes are so I grew the potatoes in the straw beds again which that actually works really well um for anybody who you know wants a, an easier way to do their potatoes rather than 
digging that ground all the time. Uh, especially for new potatoes. I don't know about, um, and I wouldn't think like vast quantities, but um, I've got a decent haul really off of a couple of plants. So I'm quite happy about that. As I said, I'm not really going to, I'm not going to grow main crop potatoes anymore because it takes up a lot of room. It's a lot of work. And uh, I can buy some at the farm shop next door that's come from a farm not long, not far away. So um, I can buy even buy the sack for next to nothing, really. So uh, that's space, valuable space I can use for other crops that are, um, you know, and, pota and new potatoes are lovely, taste great. But potatoes, you know, the potato is a potato, it tastes like a potato, really. Um, in whatever form you, you um, cook it, you know, main crop. So, uh, obviously some are better for mashing than others, but um, much of a muchness, in my opinion. Uh, but new potatoes are definitely worth doing. So, yeah, that's what I um, spent the rest of, most of yesterday doing. Um, I did actually go out and have a little play with, so I picked a load of um, sort of really easy flowers, well, I wouldn't call them weeds because they are, but flowers that readily self-seed and readily grow around my garden at least and probably in other people. So um, things like feverfew and marigolds and um, the Shasta daisies. And I picked all of those uh, along with some mint, again, that readily grows and made a little um, vase for my kitchen. So it's all yellow and white and green and it looks really pretty. And it, you know, it's, it's dead easy. It's, there's, they grow everywhere. So um, I can do oodles of those. Uh, uh, that's an easy, an easy thing to do. And I thought I'd brighten my kitchen and have a little go. And it's, I think what I was thinking is it's good to go out. So obviously I'll go out and cut a lot for people who have ordered stuff. But it's also good to uh, try other things um, just for the sake of it. So that you can have a go at something you want to have a go at. Or, you know, try different colour comp combinations i watched a a video a youtube video of a different way of doing a handheld method which um i had a go at because i got a bouquet going out today which i did and i was quite pleased actually i think uh that's quite it's quite a nice one it's kind of spreads the bouquet a little bit more and um i might do, I'll definitely do that again um with the with shorter bloom shorter stems <clears throat> i mean the longer ones that i do um probably be more difficult but the shorter stems uh, it looks really great um actually and uh so yeah definitely do that again but case of always learning 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 really um back to the veg uh courgettes um obviously it's courgette season everybody if you grow courgettes you're like oh my god not more courgettes coming on um, one of my favourite things, because I'm not really keen on courgettes. I sell a lot of courgettes, because there are obviously people out there who love courgettes. Not my favourite. But one of my favourite things to do with courgettes is make cake, because they make great cakes. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't have believed that until I made the first one. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, it's just, I think it's just a lot of the moisture in the in the courgette that helps um chocolate courgette cake is probably uh the family favorite and nobody would have a clue that there were courgettes in there um but i went out uh to the singing thing on the solstice and there was a dairy-free gluten-free courgette cake 
and it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And I said, oh, I have to make this. Um, it was a, a dairy-free, gluten-free lemon, like, you know, loaf cake um, with lemon drizzle and poppy seeds. It was, it was really delicious. Um, so I, that's on my radar to make some of those. Um, we're managing to get through quite a lot. We're managing to sell a lot of eggs at the minute. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I said my neighbour yesterday lost some. I'm not sure if the farm shop at the road has lost some as well. And we're getting extra custom from that. I don't know the answer to that. But we definitely had um, really good sales Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it might ease off now. It might all come on those days, but it might ease off. So, um, uh, yeah, I... I probably won't have enough eggs when it when I really want when I really need them. That's always that's always the, the thing. When you really want something, you haven't got it, and when you don't need it, you've got tons of it. Um, that's the way it goes. I'm going to make another batch of yogurt today because obviously I'm still picking a lot, lot of soft fruit, and I noticed I could smell. I was um, picking strawberries, raspberries, and red currants yesterday, but I could smell the black currants. The black currants are ripening beautifully and I could they could even though they're on the bush I could smell them they were it smelled great so black currants next um I do have a gooseberry bush I have a couple of gooseberry bushes actually but I always find they're really really prickly to to harvest those but I do have a thornless gooseberry bush it produces smaller thought gooseberries but um I just think it's the way forward really because uh it's really hard um and I, I also have a thornless blackberry it definitely is the way forward for 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 picking you know fruit with that come normally traditionally on a thorny bush because uh, who wants to be doing that it's uh, it's not pleasant so yeah gooseberries next um oh, yeah i'm going to need to check my um french beans because uh, i haven't looked at them for ages the cold rabbi is swelling beautifully so they're going to be great um not sure what's happened to my red cabbage i assume my red cabbage was going to be a a head of cabbage it's not formed any heads yet uh it's looking like loose cabbage leaves i'm not sure i'd have to i'll have to check the packet and see what variety i've got because they're definitely not swelled any head whatsoever so um so yeah there um i've been rushing around this morning just getting everything done and tidy i've got my hairdressers coming just to trim my hair this morning have a, have an inch or so off that it's got a bit long quite long and then I will crack on with the day, probably with more cuttings. I'm going to go around and see what else I can get cuttings from. Um, checking over the courgettes and uh, the mange too and any other soft fruit and just hauling as much as I can really at the minute because uh, that's what it's all about. That's what, uh, that's what I do. And I did think I should, you know, uh, I need to have some days where I'm making things cooking baking things because otherwise it's um um it's just all going in the freezer and never coming out again it does come out again but you know just I suppose you just can't do everything at once and at the minute it's a lot of growing and a lot of looking after so um the cooking and baking and um sort of um keep you know keep making things to keep um to store that's the word I was looking for. Uh, it's just going to buy the buy a bit. I've, I'm just looking at my herb store and thinking, yeah, I, I should have done that really. But what I will do is the herbs, like mint, because they're now flowering. 
But if I cut them, once they finish flowering, I'll cut them down and I'll get another flush and then I will, um, hopefully, when it's not so manic, I'll um, get some mint in and make some mint jelly because one of the things I do like is mint jelly. Um, I haven't made any red currant jelly yet because we've just been eating the red currants as they are. We've been eating them in, um, you know, in a fruit bowl with some ice cream or some yogurt or uh, the kids just eat them, you know, out of the out of the bowl. <laughs> so um, I haven't actually made any red currant jelly because I haven't actually had enough red currants left over to make any. But that's great. That's all good. It's all vitamin C going in in one form or another. So, yep, I'm going to get on with my day and I'll catch up with you later. I read something today that struck a real chord with me. Um, I'll read it to you and uh, hopefully it'll strike a chord with you too. Dust if you must, but wouldn't it be better to paint a picture or write a letter, bake a cake or plant a seed, ponder the difference between want and need. Dust if you must, but there's not much time with rivers to swim and mountains to climb, music to hear and books to read, friends to cherish and life to lead. Dust if you must, but the world's out there, with the sun in your eyes and the wind in your hair. A flutter of snow, a shower of rain, this day will not come round again. Dust if you must, but bear in mind, old age will come and it's not kind. And when you go, and go you must, you yourself will make more dust. Um, it struck a chord because I'm forever trying to fit in the cleaning of the house. Um, and uh, that's by Rose Milligan, by the way, and it is called Dust If You Must. Um, and years ago, when the children were little, well, when they were at school age, and I wasn't working, and I, um, so I, the three of them were at school, I'd take them off to school and I'd come home, and I, my house I would clean within an inch of its life, you know, every space, you know, the cupboards were always pulled out and cleaned, and... Um, everything was washed and ironed immaculately and everything because um, that's all I had to do really that's um, I mean, it w life wasn't as social as it is now um, there wasn't lots of coffee shops to go and sit down and I'm not really never been really a big one for going out shopping and stuff like that so uh, yeah so my house was you know immaculate really and then we came here, and for a couple of years, I busted a gut, I absolutely busted a gut, trying to do everything outside, keep the house immaculate. Um, bearing in mind the house was um, not uh, very easy to clean. It was a, a mishmash and up and down bits here, you know, it was just... Um, horrendous to try and clean lumps of wood sticking out the wall here there and everywhere <laughs> it just wasn't easy uh but i you know nevertheless it's what i'd always done and so i carried on trying to do it um eventually we sort of um boarded out each room and plasterboard out each room and got them a bit more squarer and easier to clean and uh you know decorated them etc etc and so that became a lot easier to clean it then but um, these days, with uh, the hindsight of age, I'm not so um, hung up 
on cleaning. I mean, I do clean it, don't get me wrong, and it's not, it's not filthy dirty or anything like that, but it is low on my priority. Um, it, there becomes a time, I mean, there's only two of us living here. It doesn't get that dirty, but that, you know, eventually, for, for instance, um, Shelley cleaned the house uh, the day we came back off holiday, um, ready for when we came home. Um, and two weeks later was the first time I hoovered and dusted it. So that will tell you, you know. Um, I look in my cupboards and think, oh my goodness, they all need pulling out and that needs a good clean in there and wipe down. But I don't really have time. That'll have to be a winter job. I don't have time to do that. And I'm happy with that now, these days. Uh, it's stressed me out hugely um, before. But uh, I think the poem says it all, really. Um, you know, life is for living, not for dusting, really. Um, so don't make that a priority. Make all the other things a priority. And the dusting can be done another day. It's... Uh, it's not a major thing. So, yeah, I just wanted to read that because it really did. Um, so, yeah, that's what life is about. Not all the mundane housework that, uh, you know, you struggle to get through day in and day out, week in, week out. It'll all still be there. <laughs> Morning, 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 morning. Um, it is Wednesday morning. Yay. And we had a little bit of rain overnight. I looked at the bucket outside. I reckon about quarter of a centimetre. Ooh. <laughs> Not much. Not as much as we were predicted to have, but we might have showers today, although the sky is blue at half past seven in the morning today. So we shall see. But any rain is better than no rain whatsoever. So grateful for that um yeah had a very busy day yesterday um right through till uh 10 o'clock in the evening again yeah um busy long days at the minute trying to cover everything um so yesterday morning I told you about and then basically I did uh so all the plants that I was thinking of uh, I placed in position I went out and soaked the ground because it was rock solid soaked all the plants and then dug the holes and put them in which is slightly tricky because I'm putting them in retrospectively so basically everything's growing and then I can see gaps and so I've got to try and get in there without breaking anything else and um digging holes and putting things in but um got those in now so that's good um I think I've got one or two. I've got loads of things in pots, to be fair. I keep trying to um, reduce the number of pots I've got. And then I just end up with more things in pots. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. But uh, so I'm always looking for places. I think one of the hardest things I think I've said before is I'm trying to find places for shrubs. Because a lot of our ground is hard. A lot of it is um, has a shallow topsoil. So, you know, so if I wanted to put it out in the paddock or something, our front paddock's got barely any um, top on it. Uh, I don't know quite well. well. I do know because there were a lot back in the war, during the war, there were a lot of buildings on there. So a lot of that's all been scraped off. And probably when they uh, cleared all of the buildings, that was scraped off again. So there's not a lot out there. I mean, the grass grows fine out there because it doesn't need a lot. But um, trying to get anything else to survive out there is... Um, 
pretty difficult. I have sort of planted whips of things now and again, try, try, but um, they don't, they don't uh, do very well, to be honest. And same with down the drive. The things that are there and established are fine, but and it's things that you try to put in now where you've got tree roots and I don't know. We have a, a thing here. So we've got a, a long driveway that was put in um, when this place was used during the war. So the co the concrete is um, uh, slabs of and very thick, very thick slabs of concrete. Um, you know, very well built back then, massively well built. But I don't know where those. <clears throat> so we've got a driveway, and then there are thing um, slabs of concrete that comes off of it, and uh, we actually don't know entirely where they go because some of it is covered now in grass so it's possible what i'm saying is possible the concrete could extend um right under <laughs> the grass in places i which is you know sometimes you put your shovel in and think oh well, that's a bit solid don't know why but there's grass growing over the top of that so we'll leave that so yeah that's how that's how that goes um so yeah yesterday i i did all i did dig all of those in and that took me up till about lunchtime when i then came in and sat down about half past 12 i came in sat down had a uh, made some toast made a cup of tea sat down and i thought well, i'll just do a bit of um reading up so so it's very often i you know my lunch is always a working lunch because i'm often um researching or reading up on something uh, I know John thinks I'm just looking at pictures, but I'm actually looking to see what's in that. Oh, what they got in that bouquet? What's that? What's this? What's that? Um, and uh, yeah, so I was doing that, and uh, John came home. Oh, been sat down all morning, have you? No, I have not. No, I have not. <laughs> but I am sitting down now, and I'm doing this. So I, I did a lot of um, reading about um, dried flowers, more more dried flowers, because that. Uh, I want to get a lot, quite a lot dried um, for Samantha's wedding. And then <clears throat> I bought myself <laughs> a um, hydropod cuttings propagator. Oops. Well, what I'll do is tell John that's what he's bought me for my birthday, which is in July. So it's not too bad. But um, <clears throat> I'm notoriously bad at cuttings. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't take enough cuttings and then... You know, so if I took three cuttings and two died, I'm left with one. I guess if you took six cuttings and half, two thirds, I'm left with two. I don't know. I'm just not very good at it. Um, some people are amazing. They just pinch it, plonk it, and off it grows. No, that doesn't happen for me. <laughs> I don't know why. <clears throat> but I have seen the reviews of these hydropods. And um, I also know somebody, um, I was talking to somebody who's got one, and she said they're amazing. So, uh, and you can do sort of like four, I think I ordered the 40 one. So you can do 40 cuttings at a time. Um, you know, that's got to save you quite a bit on uh, compost and pots and time, you know, potting them all up. So I thought well, I will order myself one of those um, and tell John that's what he's bought me for my birthday. So that's what I did. And uh, yeah, and then... Um, after that, what, oh, then I went about. I did go out and I did a bit of cutting back, um, and weeding. And then while the dinner was cooking, I went out and we've got a bed at the side, and uh, it's it was it's struggling with as everything is at the minute because it's quite a small bed, and um, there was thing you know things in there that want to be 
perhaps cutting or propagating from that are dying back because of the lack of rain. So I went around there and watered that and then watered all the pots. Then we came in and ate the dinner. Um, then I had to deliver some flowers, pop to the shop, pop round to mum's, come home. And uh, as it's going to be, I thought, well, the forecast was for it to be quite heavy rain overnight. So I thought, well, what I will do is pick the flowers for the bouquet today in the evening last night. So that's what I did. Um, and also, I have a wonderful cherry tree, um, which each year I watch with dismay as the birds strip it before the cherries even, you know, um, turn properly. So uh, I thought this year, spurred on by the fact that my grandson Josh said, are you doing cherry pie, Nana, this year? You always do cherry pie. We have it every year, don't we? Bless him. And I thought, well, actually, we've only ever had it once. And that was one year when I, for some reason, the birds didn't eat the cherries. But if he thinks we have it every year, then I will be doing my best to make sure I get cherries to make him a cherry pie um, that we have every year. <laughs> so um, I, so with that, as I bought some back in the... Before we went on holiday, I bought some um, shading netting, shade netting, which I didn't actually use. And so I cut some strips off the end of it and I tied them round the bough of the cherry tree that's laden with cherries in a kind of sausage shape. So I tied it one end and then I rolled it round the, um, folded it round the branch and the cherries and I tied it the other end. So it looks like a, a, um, a sausage over the tree, over the branch, if you see what I mean. Uh, covers all the cherries because it's shade net in the air. There's still airflow getting through it, and the rain can get through. It's not gonna, it's not gonna sit there and make him soggy, but it will mean that off that branch, I will hopefully get all of the, the cherries will turn nicely because the thing with cherries is they don't turn once you've picked them, so they will turn nicely, and I hopefully will be able to harvest enough for a pie. I'm not, you know, if the birds want the rest, fine. Um, I've, I've, I, you know, I gave up wanting my cherries a long time ago because it's just uh there are a couple of things that are just not possible to get before the birds do and cherry is one of them because cherry tree is quite big um i don't even know if i'd get a net over the top of it and i don't think that would work anyway because the, the things like the blackbirds they go up underneath so um if you netted it uh from the top that's not going to work so yeah that's what i was out doing <clears throat> right up well till about half past nine actually and uh i thought right i will get some cherries i did two um sort of branches and i thought i am gonna get some cherries i did actually pick some cherries that are on the turn um and i i tasted them as sweet enough so i thought if all else fails i will use them. and they don't i've put the i had a banana for breakfast i've just laid a banana skin on the top just to see if they will turn a little bit um, most things you read say they won't, but um, they are sweet enough to actually bulk out the cherry pie with the ripe cherries. So that's what I will use those for um, when those are got ripe. Uh, so the reason I popped into mum's and also went to the shop is because um, my brother from Australia, who was here, he then went to Sardinia for just for a week to catch up with his wife's um, father who's from Czechoslovakia uh, and he came from Czech to Sardinia to meet them and now he's back in the UK before flying back to Australia on Friday 
So he was around at my mum's, so I popped in to see him. And on the way there, I we went to the shop and I picked up some um, meat because we're going to my brother's tonight for a barbecue. Um, so we can all get together before he goes home on Friday. So we're going to my other brother's for a barbecue. So, yeah, it's busy. It's busy at the minute trying to fit, fit in social social things with work things and uh, leisure things and everything else. So... So, what was on my agenda today? Ah, oh, well, um, at the minute, uh, I'm just having a coffee. <laughs> because it's half past seven. I haven't been up already. I've already done a stint. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have my cup of coffee and think about what I'm going to do today, which will probably include things like going around checking the veg to see if anything needs picking. Um, since I've picked all the flush of mange too, uh, I've got to wait for the next flush, so we've not had any more those yet. Oh, it was terribly windy yesterday. <clears throat> it's like savage at sometimes, some of the gusts. And um, so it's sort of blown my... I've got some very, uh, some beautiful sunflowers growing, some, some called Earthwalker, which are beautiful dark red. Um, and then some multi-stem ones, which will be for sort of picking to go in the bouquets. And then just some, uh, I think I've got some teddy bear ones as well, which are nice fluffy ones. But um, sunflower, but they've sort of like bent in the wind. <laughs> Gone, you know, they're, they're, I've got a stick, but the stick's not long enough. Um, cane. Cane's not, and they've just like gone over a little bit so I want to get those back up right before they snap because they will I need to try and find some longer sticks canes whatever because they will snap otherwise um yeah and generally I'll just go around and check everything and see if everything is uh, how it's all doing try I think I might try and just have a little bit of a, a less hectic day today just to ease off a little bit she says that'll never happen at the minute I'll just add a little footnote um, while, we're, while I'm talking about cherry trees. Of course, we're in June and we're coming to the end of the June and um, the general rule with um, uh, stone fruit is prune in June. So that doesn't... So to, this is your summer pruning. So that doesn't mean um, that you ha that June is the only month you can do it, but sort of... So either side of June for a couple of weeks you can do it. But June is the month that you want, to, so is the the time of the year you want to be doing it so that the wounds heal in time so that the tree doesn't end up with silver leaf um, uh, disease. So that that's the thinking behind that. And I'm thinking, uh, so the my cherries are growing on old wood. So what I try, try and do is take all the new growth from this year back again to try and keep, basically tries to keep the tree in similar size every year. Um, obviously plums and um, I don't know if you, uh, apricots, if you're lucky enough to have anything like that. I gave up with my apricot tree. It's just a tree growing away. Get as big as it's likes because it doesn't ever produce any fruit that I, that I think I've had one haul one year. That's it. Um, yeah, so it is um, stone fruit, coming to the end of stone fruit pruning time so if you haven't done it yet um and I think also that what I was thinking is that our plum trees I always forget to do them every year I mean that they've been there for 40 50 years they're old they're gnarly and the temptation is to think I'll prune them after they've give you know after I've picked the fruit but that's not you need to be doing it 
as they're fruiting really to increase the airflow through the tree and etc etc but so I always forget and you know but before I know it I'm on to fruit picking time which is sort of like all, late August September and the job's passed by so <laughs> that's why they're I mean they they are ancient trees um they seem to do their own I mean they're potentially if I pruned them really well I would harvest a big a massive harvest but we get enough so they're just doing their own thing at the minute so um yeah but I will go out I think and uh, just lop off the new growth of my cherry trees um just to bring it to bring the canopy back in a little bit back to the the size that I try to keep it at so I had a call from the chap fixing the ride on mower and now we have a dilemma so um, the ride on mower we bought probably five years ago for a couple of hundred quid um, and we had it serviced once which cost us about um, 120 quid something like that we don't maintain it or anything like that so it's <laughs> So it's cost us about 340 quid over five years. So we've had a good, um, got our money's worth basically from it. It turns out that it's um, so ancient <laughs> that you cannot get the parts for it anymore. Um, he's been trying madly to, um, and his suppliers have been trying to find parts, uh, belts for this mower. Um, and they've not succeeded. They've searched the internet, the eBay, everywhere, and they've not succeeded. Added to that, um, as I I discovered when I was looking up, just thought I'd give it a little bit of a um, re research. It's an Amer it's their American company that went out um, of business in two thousand one. So, uh, and this looks like I mean they started in um, way back in something like eighteen hundred. It's not that old. But I would imagine this one is probably comes from the 1930s to 40s or something. So I reckon those belts probably been changed once or twice, but they've done they've done well. So consequently, uh, we don't have a mower that's fixable. So the dilemma is now, um, obviously, we've got to get another one. Firstly, do we buy a brand new one or a second hand one? And I'd probably lean towards a second hand one because we don't use it so much that we need a, a new one if that makes any sense at all i don't know if it does secondly um do we get a ride on mower or do we buy uh, a, a quad attachment a flail mower because we've got the quad so my thinking's along the lines of these so thinking it through is if we buy a ride on mower and it even a second-hand one that's um, been through the workshop and been serviced and got a bit of warranty on it, it will start and I will be able to use it any time that John's not here. Because at the minute, even that one we had, I, you couldn't, I couldn't start it. The electric start would never start. So, um, Or do we... Um, by the one, uh, an attachment on the quad. But that will mean that I probably wouldn't be able to get that on my own because it'll probably be heavy, do you know? 
And so, so that job could never be done unless there were two of us here, because I wouldn't be able to do it unless John was here. I mean, he'd be able to do it on his own, but he's very rarely here on his own. These are the things, these are my thinkings as I'm going along. So I'm kind of thinking the ride on mower is going to be better because, um, A, if it just starts, I can just take it out and do the jobs that need doing when John's not here, when he's at work, um, which make life a whole lot easier this is this is always a problem we have to cram jobs that i can't do into the weekend when john's at home all the evenings and you know that's hardly hardly fair on him really a lot of the time so yeah so that's the dilemma at the minute so um i've told john we need a new mower i haven't told him my thoughts about the other thing but i'm kind of leaning towards a mower i think but uh that's the dilemma i've got and i'll have to think that one through fully I'll let you know what decision we come to. I feel like I've got a lot to say today, but uh, I guess that's because I do. Um, so had a phone call back from the lawnmower bloke, and we're going to pop over there later and have a look at, at lawnmowers um, on the way to my brother's. Um, I was so I went out into the garden, did a bit of weed in here, then every kit, uh, cleared the onions, that, um, picked. Pulled them all, and they are now in the greenhouse drying. And they want plenty of air flow around them. And the greenhouse is ideal because I've got the racks in there with sort of like the metal grid on, so they can get air from underneath and on top. Because if you put them on a hard surface, you get that contact um, area that when they're led on the bench, um, not that it does massive damage, but um, it's better to have good air flow all around them. So they are drying off nicely. So I've got now I've got garlic and onions drying off. In the greenhouse uh and i yeah so i cleared that bed and i weeded it and i weeded a few beds around it and then i thought i'll just stand up stand these sunflowers back up because they're bending over now the uh canes are just old canes that i had lying around and they sort of half the size of the sunflower is now i mean they were bigger than the sunflower when i planted them but now they're half size and uh i was just doing one and i moved moved my hand back and caught my hand my arm on the top of another cane now <laughs> so consequently end up with a splinter um and uh so i've just spent about literally about an hour trying to get the splinter first there were two splinters one come out easy actually three one come out easy the second one come out easy but i could tell there was another one deeper in it was fairly deep. So um, I tried to squeeze it out. Of the, I think the first one squeezed out. The second one I got out with tweezers. And then I thought, actually, I think there's still something in there underneath that second one. So I had a feel around. Yes, I could feel it. And um, so then I set about trying to get it out. Well, um, I tried to... It's in the most awkward p place. Um, so it's just underneath my elbow on the back of my uh, arm. Which, so you can't lift your arm up to get a good look at it. You can't get your um, finger and forefinger in a position to get a good uh, push behind the splinter to push it up. And anyway, I think it's in quite deep. Um, I can't bend my arm the other way because I can't see it at all. <laughs> so it's a nightmare. So um, I got my weapon of choice, which is a sterilised needle. And... Um, I had to sit back to front on the toilet with a mirror in front of me, trying to get this, uh, trying to open up the skin 
where sorry if you're squeamish where the uh splinter was laying underneath which actually took me ages like each time i was just going a bit too deep and i could feel i was lifting the splinter but not actually breaking the skin luckily it, although it was smarting a bit it was it's not painful um but it did keep bleeding which hinders it as well because then you can't see what you're doing so they've got the tcp out and i was wiping it down every five minutes <laughs> but i am fairly tenacious when it comes to things like that and i will not give up <laughs> Um, and also I didn't, I could have left it in there until somebody came home or till it starts fester and pushing up, but obviously I'm on immune suppressant. So if you've got, if I've got a foreign body in my, you know, in my skin somewhere, it's not great. Um, so, uh, trying to get it out, it was the best option really, which, um, yeah, on and off took me, um, I kept thinking, oh, I'll leave it till later and sitting back down. I thought, no, I can't, I can't leave it till later. I've got to get it out. It's niggling at me. It's smarting just a tiny bit. I can feel it. I want to get it out. So, uh, yeah. So that took me ages to get that out. It's finally out now and I can concentrate on the rest of the day. Um, in your first aid box, I would always say have some drawing ointment for those things that really are not going to come out. So you want some drawing ointment to draw, draw things out. Um, and things like TCP and cotton buds because they are good for you know uh, getting in, getting the TCP into the really tiny areas when you've had a splinter and stuff like that. So yeah, splintering. Actually, when I come out, I thought this feels like a fence post in there. It wasn't I mean it was big enough, um, but it wasn't massive. It was uh, you know it wasn't so big. It was sticking out and it wasn't hadn't done a massive amount of damage, but um, it was really annoying. <laughs> And there was no way I was going to leave it until I got the blighter out. I've got another little bit of blurb for you, but it is Wednesday, so this will be going out tomorrow anyway. Um, we are going to barbecue later. Uh, we don't we don't barbecue here, um, just because John hates standing barbecuing food. He'd rather just be sitting eating it, and I can't stand out in the sun. Um, and if you try and barbecue somewhere in you know in the shade it's uh quite smoky and um you know usually in the summer and there's uh, potentially things dropping out of the trees and all sorts of things so um and obviously if you did it under a canopy of some sort you just get covered in smoke and stuff so uh we don't we don't barbecue on the whole um plus there's just the two of us uh, I can never see the point. I think it's just quicker to put it under the grill because we don't eat masses amount of meat. I mean, we wouldn't... Even if we did barbecue, we're not one of those with a big pile of meat uh, ready to go. It, it there'd be, literally would be one sausage, one burger and a piece of chicken, maybe, or just a piece of chicken. So we don't, we don't do it very often. So, But we're going to barbecue tonight and um, obviously there's a lot of us going, so, so we're, we're taking stuff along. And I said, um, and my sister said, well, I'll bring chicken and my brother's doing sausages and burgers. And I said, well, I'll go and get some um, marinated meats of some sort then, you know, like minted lamb chops or um, whatever. So I went down to the shop and had a look and I was staggered by the price. <laughs> to be honest, I thought I cannot bring myself to pay that. I really, I really can't bring myself to pay that. So, um, I, so there was like a three for tenner offer on. So I thought, well, okay, I'll get some lamb uh, kofters. I think they are. I'm not, I don't know what they are. Well, really, they're rolled up lamb. Um, uh, a few of those in each pack. And uh, also some um, marinated halloumi sticks um, for any vegetarian uh, there. And 
And then I thought, well, I really would like to get some um, pork of some sort as well. Um, but the price of it, even the ribs, are like the pork, you know, those ribs. I thought, oh, my God, they're so expensive to buy. And then I clocked the pork fillets and I thought, hmm. And, you know, they were £6.50 a kilo and I got two packs that were like, they were just under just under half a kilo. So one was £2.98 a pack and the other one was £2.78. Then I went down to the end of the row and they had little packets of marinade there for 90p. And I thought, yes, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. So today I've just, what I've done is I have sliced the pork fillet at an angle so you get a bigger uh, steak, if you like. I mean, they're not massive, but uh, so I've sliced them at an angle all the way along the pork fillet to get little, uh, sort of about an inch or so thick um, to get little steaks. And then I've marinated all of those. So for the price of what that seven quid, I've got quite a lot of meat to go on the barbecue there. Um, good quality as well, because a, a fillet is a beautiful piece of meat. I have no idea why it, it's not as expensive as the rest of it, to be fair. But obviously, if you're buying chops and things, you've got the bone and extra on it and fat that you don't really... Well, some people eat, but not everybody... So I thought, but this is great. Uh, but you, I don't. You couldn't do that with a lamb fillet, I don't think, because I think a lamb fillet is extortionately priced. But um, I thought, this, this is what I'm going to do. This is a, this is a quick, easy, cheap way to feed lots of people with pork, tasty pork. So that's what I've done. Okay, I think this one's long enough. Um, it's Thursday morning. Um, I will chat to you about yeah, the rest of yesterday and this morning in next week's podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Um, enjoy all the good things that life has got for you. Um, find a way to overcome all the tough times. And I will catch up with you later. Bye for now.